Out of the polluted waters it came to become the most fearful menace that ever threatened mankind. Feeding, growing ever more deadly on smog, only one force dared stand up to its overpowering evil. Godzilla! It's it's awful in Los Angeles, just all the time about everything, mm-hmm. but specifically about the weather, and maybe. It's, this wouldn't happen if we had taken better care of the environment. And then... Right? Yeah. If only there was a movie that we could talk about that with... All that smog. Today on Talk All Monsters. Hello, I'm your host, Diego Crespo. Not with me today is Gina Versa. He'll be back next time. Uh, but who is here today is our guest host, Matthew Curione. Please tell me I pronounced that right. You did? Yes! Thank goodness. Yes! Someone actually did it. Oh. Hello, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, it's uh, it's a lovely Wednesday evening. I'm ready to talk about some kaiju and uh, have a good time doing it. Yeah, so for those of you turning, tuning in to Talk All Monsters for the first time, we're a, a kaiju talk show. We talk about old classic kaiju films and more modern kaiju films. And because the genre is a little sparse, we don't upload too frequently, but we want to make it as fun as possible for when you guys tune in. And we're a little more loose with our definitions of kaiju films. Basically, yes. there's a giant monster involved. We're going to talk about it. Or monsters. So today, we got two very cool movies. Uh, one I had not seen before. Matt, you brought Godzilla versus Hedera. Yes. Or, or as we know it here, uh, as it was marketed, Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. Yes, which is a gloriously goofy title. Yes. Uh, as well as Monsters versus Aliens, which I had seen before. And I'm, I forgot it existed, but I'm glad you brought it up because the, <laughs> it's so fun. It's, it's adorable. It's a, it's a cute little kid's monster movie. Uh, but first off, tell me a little bit about yourself and then we'll get right into Godzilla vs. Hedera. Because we've had you on the Waffle Press before, but we have not had you on Talk All Monsters yes, before. That was a, so do you have any history with like, kaiju films you want to talk about before we get into this? Uh, well, I grew up... Uh... As uh, you know, most people of my age, you know, going to the video store every Friday after school, and you know, my parents would let me rent a few movies uh, on VHS. Kids, uh, that's what we had back then, and I would always pick a couple horror movies, and of course, I'd always pick up a Godzilla movie. And the first Godzilla movie I rented and subjected my family to was Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster. I was uh, maybe eight years old when I first saw this. And I hadn't then I had didn't see it for a while, and then it came out on DVD, and I uh, watched it then when it was in, when I was in high school, and a few years ago it came out on Blu-ray, and I just watched it again, and now I watch it every few months. It's uh, my favorite uh, old school Godzilla movie. I had never seen it before. I, oh, I was yes. aware of uh, Hedora or Hedera, Smog Monster. Um, yes, and this is. This is like the weirdest Godzilla movie I've ever seen, and there are some weird ones. And that's why I love uh, it. <laughs> this one, you described as trippy uh, before the show. It's this trippy, hippy-dippy movie that, you know, starts out with, like, his own, like, almost like James Bond theme song. <laughs> yeah. Like, all about, you know, how saving the, the, the Earth and saving the environment is is what's truly going to help us get ahead as a society. Yeah. Uh, this movie's pretty wild. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, released in 1971, uh, produced and distributed by Toho Films, directed by Yoshimitsu Bano, who does not have a lot of directing credits to his name. 
Uh, no, because this got savaged when it came out. It just, which is too bad, because this is a wonderful little weird movie, you know? Yeah. Um, he does have some pretty creative uh, assistant directing credits, though, such as The Hidden Fortress, The Lower mm-hmm. Depths, Throne of Blood. He, he worked with, with some, some pretty impressive talent. Yeah, he was one of um, he was one of uh, Kurosawa's go-to guys for uh, like second unit stuff, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of like uh, how uh, Bano like controls the frame with like the monsters and like the scale, I um, I was pretty impressed with that because I think that goes a long way when it comes to monster movies for me, especially mm-hmm. for back then because you know they don't have like all these fancy gadgets to help them like achieve that. Something like out of a, a Godzilla 2014 or whatever. And here, it's pretty impressive. Uh, I really loved the goofy design for the smog monster. Oh, me too. Uh, it's just, it's basically this guy walking around covered in like dirty ass garbage bags. And uh, it's pretty great. I have a, uh, a tiny uh, hetera in my bathroom right now. He watches you when you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's, that sounds kind of horrifying i'm not gonna lie when when we first moved in i uh i gave all the decorating to carlo and i was like but i want to put up this one thing <laughs> this one really stupid thing and he you know his eyes rolled out of his head and i got my way and i got to put him up there it's fun yeah. well I, i'm glad that that you got your little corner of uh yes. the smog monster <laughs> to fill out uh something that really surprised me about this movie uh, is how not just how blatant it is, but like how aggressive it is. Because uh, I think this mm-hmm. is one of the few kaiju movies, especially Godzilla movies, where it really focuses on the casualties. Like you see people yes. like deteriorate after Hedora like flies over a city. It's gross. It's super gross and like fucked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, it's like really messed up. Uh, this he's it, basically it's like an acid smog that just destroys you. Ugh. Yeah, like... Good good villain. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great villain. And uh, as, as a kid, I think this would have probably been my favorite, too. As it stands right now, it's so fresh in my mind, I, I don't know where this falls. But it's it's definitely one of my new favorites. Uh, but the, the design is just so, like, goofy and, like, charming. And there's multiple versions of it. Like, I really like the flying one, I think, the most. It, yes, he's cool, That too. one's, like, yeah. kind of the derpiest, you know, because it's just, like, the eyes. Yeah. And then it just kind of just floats around and so, like, scrappy. Like that classical scrappy filmmaking that mm-hmm. you don't really uh, see a lot today. Which I mean, the, the different different times, different technology. You don't. You really don't see many movies like this. Yeah. This one in particular. I mean, the closest I could equate this to, as far as like Japanese cinema of the era, is uh, maybe House. Oh fuck yeah! And just how crazy it gets, and we even get an animated sequence in this Godzilla movie, which. When I was a kid, I thought it was really cool, and now I'm just really impressed by it. <laughs> it's basically an anti-pollution PSA with, you know, monsters. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I totally embrace this. Because uh, so many franchise movies can get, uh, the, the less good ones, you know, they can get bogged down in, like, familiarity and, like, a sort of, like, rigid code of conduct. This one's like, nope. <laughs> nope. Fuck nope. No. We're gonna go wild this time. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, like borderline musical. Godzilla looks like the the suit is very apparent in this one from time to time. Yes, but yes. I think that's part of another his reason too. I love it. <laughs> another reason I love yeah. it. Yeah, and I think at one point you could even see the guy's uh, 
like face in the neck mask. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, it's it's beautiful. It's it, it's wildly entertaining. I mean, I th- yeah, like I said before, I think this was the first Godzilla movie I saw when I was a kid. So it'll always have that that special spot in your heart. I mean, it wasn't my first. It wasn't my first exposure to the character. Uh, my first exposure to Godzilla, uh, I'm guessing, like a lot of people, was uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure uh, <laughs> during the backlot chase. And I was like, who is that? And I think uh, that's what got me to like start renting Godzilla movies when I was a kid. Yeah, this one totally missed my radar. I had a, uh, a lot of the King Ghidorah stuff. Uh, I had Mothra, mm-hmm. um, Mechagodzilla, obviously, as, yes, as one does, yes. Rodan. But love Rodan. Yeah, oh, Rodan's the shit. <laughs> as, uh, as my friend calls him, my good, good wing boy. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> um, oh, okay, something else I really wanted to bring up really quick is that Bano, uh, who has since passed away, uh, actually just May 7th, 2017, not, not that long ago, rest in peace. Damn. He was an executive producer on the 2014 Godzilla, and the last executive producer role he had was Godzilla King of Monsters. Nice. I, I, I think that's neat. It doesn't mean they're like Hedorah's gonna show up in that, but there's like. Uh, well, they did say there'll be more monsters than advertised, so fingers crossed that 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 he makes an appearance. And uh, yeah, hey, I don't know if you knew this, but Godzilla 2014 is pretty good. Godzilla 2014 <laughs> fucking owns. I I know <laughs> it's it, really it good. doesn't have its fans. There there are people that that don't. That's too bad. Dive with it. And I, that's fine. It's a little slow at times, but. That movie <laughs> rules, and I can't wait to talk about it on here one day. <laughs> Here's a hot take. Uh, that's my favorite Godzilla movie overall. Until I saw Shin Godzilla, I think it was my favorite, too. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Uh, if you if you didn't yeah, like Godzilla wonderful. 2014, I'd recommend giving it another shot. Or if you yeah, want... have fun with that one. Because uh, the Godzilla vs. Smog Monster is very cartoonish, and like mm-hmm. it has no inherent like desire to take place in our reality even though it's talking about our reality See, and it has very little connection to the rest of the series so you can just watch it yeah <laughs> just hop right in i mean in the movie godzilla is a ex- established character of course you know people this is at the point in the series where people were cheering for godzilla i mean the little kid in the beginning of the movie has a godzilla action figure which i always thought was super cool when i was a kid i was like hey i have that toy <laughs> and that kid's playing with it this is fun yeah uh, a far cry from the first uh, post-nuclear detonation version of Godzilla. Oof. Where, yeah. 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 Where that was just like a straight-up disaster horror movie. This is like... Whereas, yeah, that movie's not fun. Yeah. Uh, I would not describe the 1954 Godzilla as fun. Uh, Godzilla versus the Smog Monster, though. This is fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun, and it has uh, a totally different sort of message. And I, I think this might be me just reading into it because we're talking about it a little bit, too. But... Uh, the environmentalist message around this feels like it influenced the the more modern take of Godzilla a little bit too. I could see that, yeah. You know, specifically with the the legendary monster verse one. So I, I think that's that's kind of neat. Uh, but what I was gonna wrap up saying really quick is just that it doesn't take place in our reality and has no interest in that. But it's using like all this fantastical elements to inform us and like kind of talk to the audience about very real issues you know and like i think that's that's neat it's, it's blatant it's obvious and it hits you over the head but who cares but sometimes that's a good thing yeah you, you don't always need subtlety yeah you don't need nuance in a godzilla movie yeah. come on I mean, that's that's like how james cameron got his career no one no one's calling him like a shakespearean writer you know and that's fine he's 
No need for nuance in Piranha 2 the spawning. Come on. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> that, that, would, that would dilute the whole thing. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about this one? Because this one, I, I really want people to the night The nightclub sequence. Where uh, all these, you know, uh, 1970s you know, kids, they're all, you know, all in this psychedelic nightclub. And Hedera flies over by. And guess what? They all melt. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so grisly. It's, it's awesome yes and then there's like the cat covered in sludge and you're like aww yeah and you're like f you feel really bad and then godzilla comes in and, you know saves the day i will admit that um, at times i felt that it got a little much with the uh, uh the smog monster victims mm -hmm. i mean it's it could have been worse i guess but uh true i it, it did feel a little almost exploit exploitative that might just be me I could see that, yeah. yeah. But then again, I liked Rampage, and so... I still need to see that. I'd still recommend it. It's not as nearly as good as this movie, though. Well, I wouldn't. Very few things are. Yeah. <laughs> At least for me. <laughs> Citizen Kane who? Right? What about Hedera? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Godzilla versus Smog Monster, Hedera, whatever you want to call it. It's a fantastic Godzilla kaiju feature. Go check it out if you have not seen it. Uh, we didn't spoil everything, so I would... I'd gladly... I mean, it's one of those movies where you really can't spoil. Uh, it's more about, like, just... It's a movie you have to see to believe. And as long as you see it, and you have your mind blown, as I'm sure you will, uh, you, you'll enjoy yourself. Yeah, think of it this way, for those listening, that, like, uh, a bunch of Toho film producers went to Woodstock at 69, right? Exactly. And they just did a bunch of acid, and everyone's talking about the environment and stuff, and they just go, hold up. I got an idea, but they never got <laughs> off the acid, and they just kept going. Exactly. Just kept on yeah. going. But they were very passionate about the environment, a righteous cause to be passionate about, and Godzilla. So hearts. that's your movie. That's your basis for how this movie is going to present itself to you. Oh, it's wonderful. It's, it's awesome. The color palette, the, the colorful explosions amongst the smoggy blackness. It's, ah, it rules. We got to move on it's now. Good times. I'm so glad you finally saw this one. I, it's a, it's a, it's a personal favorite. I'm very glad I saw it too. This, oh my gosh, it's, ah, I, I'm happy. Godzilla versus the Smug Monster. Will Godzilla, man's friend, be vanquished? Save the Earth from this mastodon of destruction? You know what else makes me happy? I don't know. Reese Witherspoon. Me too. Quite a bit. I think she's a remarkable actress, and I'm glad that she's... She's never really had, like, a slump in her career, you know? She's always been, like... No. Like, successful or, like... Kind of just doing doing her own thing, and now she's getting like this, uh, like this whole like renowned success with uh, Big Little Lies and and uh, smaller 
independent films and I'm, I'm and producing and yeah yeah she she's working her her butt off and respect to her but before that she was in monsters versus aliens She played the not 50-foot woman because that was illegal, right? That was like a, a copyright thing. Yeah, so she played Ginormica. I just finished watching this movie. <laughs> uh, it's crazy what uh, people will do after they win an Oscar, you know? I mean, she won for Walk the Line, and then like two years later she did this. It's basically you can do whatever the hell you want. Uh, you could just have fun with your career at that point. And you know what? She did. Bless her for it. <laughs> um Monsters vs. Aliens, released in 2009, was directed by Conrad Vernon and Rob Letterman. Uh, Rob Letterman, I believe, directed Shark Tale and Gulliver's Travels, and he's up for directing Detective Pikachu next year. Yes! I, I hope that's good, because this is the only one of his movies that I like so far. That's going to be a uh, ridiculous thing that happens. <laughs> uh, and then the co-director, <laughs> Conrad Vernon, also directed... What did he, what did he direct? Uh, his co-director on Shrek 2... Uh, wrote parts of Shrek. Sausage Party. He's kind of all over the place. Uh, Madagascar 3, which I actually think is kind of cute. Yeah, he directed uh, a Shrek movie. He did uh, the food movie. Yep, he's been all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I'm one of that movie's few defenders. <laughs> I like it, but I won't defend it if that makes sense. <laughs> I got yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, no, if you don't fair. like that, I get it. I, just, I, I, have, a, I have a trash like factor in my entertainment that I just <laughs> appreciate. Um, it's it's exactly what it sounds like. It's about monsters versus aliens. Yeah. And Reese Witherspoon just happens to grow into a giant monster. She's still human, but she's presented to society she's as a monster. Big. It's that that classic uh, Hollywood thing where it's like, oh, you're you're different, so you're a monster, and then exactly society has to learn to accept. The monsters because they're the only ones that could fight the battles. It's the X Men. It's Spider Man. It's every superhero thing. It's every big monster thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it's just nice to have a solid piece of entertainment for the whole family. And it's it's yeah. good. That helps too. That it's good. Uh, I I love the style of this thing. Uh, I actually took some notes while I watched it. Uh, this is the tonight was actually the first time I saw it since theaters. Oh wow! Yeah, I had not seen it since you know almost ten years ago, and I forgot a lot of things about it. Uh, a lot of like memories came flashing back. I really like that black and white intro uh, of the DreamWorks logo. I think that is like really clever. Uh, it's always a fun thing when studios let the filmmaker like mess with their logo. I know a lot of studios are like stingy about it. But you'll see sometimes it'll it'll go through. Uh, this is really nerdy, but I love the aspect ratio. I love how it's shot wide. It helps for me. 
uh, yeah, I love this thing. I love the cast. I think I, I've always loved Seth Rogen, and just to see that laugh of his come out of a blob just just had me giggling. Yeah, this movie's uh, it's good. It's really good, uh, and there's a lot of like there's a lot of very adult themes when it comes to like the romantic parts with uh, her and uh, her fiance played by Paul Rudd. Those aren't things you usually see in a kids movie, you know, like uh, my career is more important than yours. That's not usually discussed in a movie for children. Yeah, and. Kudos to this movie for, you know, throwing that in there and giving, you know, the adults something to, to enjoy uh, on their level as well. Yeah, and it doesn't end with them re-embracing romantically. No, she flicks them. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. She's just got her own thing going. And, like, that's, it's telling kids, like, that's okay, too. Yeah, and you're right. That, that's never shown in, in media like this. Yeah, it's very, it's, very it's rare fantastic. for that to happen. Uh I really loved Hugh Laurie as Dr. Cockroach, Ph.D. Yes, Dr. House. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think the things I'm always going to walk away loving from this, apart from Rain Wilson, who uh, I, I adore. I, I wish Rain Wilson all the best, always. Uh, oh, he's great. He plays the, uh, the alien guy. Yeah, yes. Galaxar. Um, yes, Hail Galaxar. <laughs> yeah. my, my favorite parts of this were uh, Kiefer Sutherland and Insectosaurus. Oh, he's great. Yes, he's great. I, I love Insectosaurus. Uh, it's it's fun to have a big, adorable, dumb creature. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I forgot that um, Insectosaurus quote-unquote dies for a moment when I rewatched this. Yeah, I forgot about that, so too. I was like, I was no! Like, oh, I don't remember this. I, that upset me. I didn't care for yeah, that. I really want a big plushie of Insectosaurus. Uh, I don't think this movie was a big hit. They used to have them. They used, they used to line the shelves of Target, oh, believe me. I... They sold that. You could probably find it on eBay for like 20 bucks. All right, I'm going to go on eBay after this. But I think the thing that I, I take away from Keeper Sutherland as the general in this more this time is that I didn't realize this was like the height of his popularity during 24. Mm-hmm. So he was like in big action American hero mode. Yep. So to have him play like a comedic version of that is like a stroke of genius. It's pretty yeah. good. I lost my, uh, what is he, I lost my, uh, what did he lose in the war? He... Was it like his sense glands or something? Like he can't smell. Yeah, I don't think he can smell. But yeah, I love the cast here. I love uh, Seth Rogen. He's a lot of fun. Uh, him flirting with the Jello at a party <laughs> is uh, is endlessly funny to me. Uh, I like Will Arnett as the missing link. He's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I just love this. And I remember seeing this in theaters and loving the fact that they let Stephen Colbert play his. You know, Comedy Central character, but as the president. I think that was really, really good at the time. And it holds up. It's still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and when uh, they're all running away, when the giant alien robot starts attacking and he, he pops off a few rounds from his pistol, he's like, I'm a brave president. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, eat lead. Oh, wait, it eats lead. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's uh, it's yeah. cute. It's a simple uh, it's joke, fun. but it's cute. You know? like Yeah, I mean... Yes, I'm upset this never got, like, a sequel, but that's fine. It's it's this one movie that, you know, it's for people who like monster movies, but also, you know, want to laugh a lot. Why not? Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I like that you brought up the aspect ratio, too, because I think that kind of goes with the the old uh, monster movie vibe that, obviously, we talked about in the show here. Exactly, and, yeah. I mean, because this, this doesn't take place in, like, a distinct time and setting right unless i miss something no it's all it's not really because they there's like you know cars from like back then but then there's also technology from now it it sits in this weird ether where it could take place anytime 
Yeah, it's almost like The Incredibles in that sort of way, where it's like, yeah, if you look into it, it's probably like this time period, but really it's not because of this, this, and this. And so it's... Uh, it's like it's like retro future, you know? They're like Kind of like Fallout. Yeah, oh, that's perfect. Uh, and that's that's just the right like atmosphere for this sort of movie, like with this twist on classic movie monsters, but also like, we're having fun with this. This is for, for the whole family. Yeah, we're going to have a good time yeah, doing But this. we're also going to make a joke about the Invisible Man being dead in the corner for like 20 years. Amazing joke, by the way. Probably the best joke in the entire film. Yeah, that's my favorite part. It, that, that cracked me up when I first saw it, and it still cracks me up now. <laughs> it's wonderful. Before you had referenced that to me the other day, I was like, I totally forgot about this joke. But now that you're showing this to me, yes, I'm laughing again because it's brilliant. <laughs> He's still there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not the most like thematically dense movie. It does have... Uh, stuff like we talked about just heavier moments but it's not a it's not really something to to chew on too long which again is it's perfectly fine there's nothing wrong with this a movie that is a quality good time yeah it's just a good fun you know popcorn entertainment for you know i hate to sound you know old but for kids and adults <laughs> yeah and uh i'm actually ages nine to 99 oh that's good <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, actually, because if, if kids were any younger, I think they would just kind of be, like, tuning out. Oh, without a doubt. Th- yeah, they yeah. might like the monster designs or whatever, but it's, uh, I think you got to be a little more hyper-aware for this one, you know? Um, yeah, a lot of things, like, you know, reminded me of, you know, stuff that happened to me, like the missing link getting chlorine in his eyes from the pool. Yeah, that was me whenever I go swimming in a pool. Like, it burns. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that there was a series of short films that followed Yeah, uh, there's one... There's one on the Blu-ray, uh, Bob's Big Break. Uh, I have not watched it, but apparently it's super fun, and of course I'm going to watch it because it's got Seth Rogen. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I love this idea of uh, movies and television shows taking place during the holiday season and flipping them on their head. So apparently there's one called Mutant Pumpkins from Outer Space, so that sounds like it's directly up my alley. Is it good? Please tell me yes. I've seen it. It's super fun. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, a few years ago they had like the Toy Story like Halloween special. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It's that. It's like a Monsters vs. Aliens Halloween special that was on like, I think it was like NBC or ABC or one of those channels. But yeah, no, that was super fun. I remember watching that. All one. right, time to track it down. Uh, and I know that the DreamWorks stuff has gotten like often a lot of flack for their. Uh, similarities across the board like every movie poster of their characters has like them doing like the eyebrow winking thing whatever yes uh, uh and now like a lot of the characters have the same basic face yeah uh, that doesn't really happen uh, in monsters versus alien everyone's no pretty i i know distinct i noticed that i was like wow they don't really have dreamworks face that's interesting yeah uh i will say i think some of the animations are this might sound weird because it's an animated movie so just hear me out for a second Maybe a little too hyper animated. Like I'm all for like expressive animation. Don't hold back. But uh, at times they feel a, a little more rigid just in their designs. And so when the president's kind of like flopping around here and there, okay, it's almost too expressive. I'm not trying to sound like a Grinch or anything. Just oh, I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, something I noticed. You know. But yeah, no, this movie is uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, Megamind's been getting like a lot of reappraisal online for the last couple of years. Rightfully so. That's a very good DreamWorks movie as well. Uh, but I hope to see more stuff for Monsters vs. Aliens. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Are you not a fan of Megamind? Nope. Oh, okay. It's, uh, it looks nice. It's a good concept. Uh, I don't really like the execution all that much. It's, 
eh, didn't really do much for me. Um, is there anything else you want to say about Monsters vs. Aliens before we wrap up the show? Uh, no, I mean, just that if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's it's super duper fun, and you'll probably have a blast if you like uh, monster movies. Totally agree. And plus, it's Reese Witherspoon. Come on. Yeah, support Reese Witherspoon. She wasn't legally blonde. Yeah, she does a... Yes. Wait. Two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two of those. And possibly three. Soon to be three. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm all about her. She's the best. Truly. Also, follow Reese Witherspoon on Instagram. She's a delight. I actually don't, so I, I'll, I'll do that after this Oh, what is wrong two. with you? I, so many You're things. missing out. Uh, <laughs> She's great. She's so much fun. And on that note, Matt, thank you for joining me. It was a delight to have you on. I hope to have you on again soon. Anytime. Uh, is, where can people find you online? Well, as usual, you can find me at um, Twitter, at TheRealMattC. Uh, you can also hear me upcoming on uh, The Matinee. It's a uh, new podcast I have in the works. Uh, it's going to be lots of fun. And, yeah, that's premiering in the beginning of September. So, yeah. Also, Talk Film Society. That's a thing. And I'm the editor-at-large over there. How about that? Yay! All right, you can find me on Twitter.com at D-E-W-G-O-Waffles. The Waffle Press, like, subscribe. You can also find me over at Talk Film Society. Yay! Um, Links to everything else down below in the description. Don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We've been professionally unprofessional. Say hello to Insectosaurus! Don't scare Insectosaurus. It's okay, buddy. I'm not going to let the human hurt you. Here we have the missing link. A 20,000-year-old fish man. Papa's a little out of shape. This handsome fellow is Dr. Cockroach, PhD. I'm not a quack. I'm a mad scientist. (laughs) Oh, dear. We call this an indestructible gelatinous mass. Hi, I'm Bob. As you can see, he has no brain. Turns out you don't need one. And our latest addition. She's 50 stories tall. With enormous strength and size. What do people scream when they see you coming? You know, like, look out, here comes. Susan. Susan. Ooh, I just scared myself. All right, monsters, move out! Welcome! We are here to destroy you! What? I got him, you guys! I got him! Don't worry, I won't let go! I'm wearing him down! Hot dogs! <laughs>